everybody and welcome to the Commander's Vault. I'm JB. I'm Adam. And I'm Neil. And we're here to talk to you today a little bit about the Ikoria pre-release stuff and some mystery boosters. Uh, first and foremost though, we are missing two of our normal uh, co-hosts on the show, Trevor and Dale. They will not be joining us today. But that also means that they uh, didn't get to rip some mystery boosters. So, I mean, more boosters for us. Yeah, right? missed out on a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, get wrecked. <laughs> anyway, uh, Neil, you had some uh, info about the Ikoria pre-release and the, the new yeah, stuff. Yeah, this just came down from uh, Wizards of the Coast. I mean, some of the, some stores in the country are going to have to face some pretty difficult decisions now uh, with this coronavirus and how they're going to run Ikoria pre-release. Uh, Wizards seems to be pretty accommodating here. They've, they've taken a couple steps to make sure that uh, stores don't suffer too much. Uh, first and foremost, we get to um, just sell these kits yeah uh, normally you have to buy a kit you got to sit for at least one round so the store gets credit and those credits count toward future allocations of product like the next pre-release kit or, mm. or promo packs uh, for this time though um, we're just allowed to to sell these That's um, cool. we can uh, on the event reporter we'll have a at-home pre-release tab anyone who bought a kit we can just put them right in that tab and they can you know take the kit home and open it up and do their thing there. We don't actually have to run a tournament. Okay. Uh, normally, pre-release allocation is based on your last two events. Um, now they're going to do it if it involves Ikora. It's going to be based on the last three events. So these numbers aren't going to hurt you for future you know, cool. pre-releases. Yeah. So like, if people don't show up to one, that's not going to hurt you for like future future stuff. Yep. And that works the same way with promo packs too. Those allocations are based on um, uh, metrics and. Pre-release is a big part of a store's metric, but with this one, um, they're going to add a multiplier to it to, like, hopefully squash any missed players that were able to come out to pre-release. Well, that's good. I mean, again, Wizards has to, you know, make money as well as local game stores, so if they didn't do something like this where a lot of stores would be like, well, I'm not, I can't invest in the pre-release product because everyone in around, you know... Maybe not us. Well, it doesn't matter. By this point, when I got this email today, uh, my pre-release numbers had to be in uh, two weeks ago. That included all my number of pre-release kits, my initial set of booster boxes, my collector's boosters. Oh. Um, those are already done. That's already So cemented. I had no choice to pull out now if I wanted to. Okay. Well, I mean, then. I could refuse the delivery when it came here, I guess. That would probably not put me on very good standing with my distributor, but... Um, I mean, those numbers were locked in before today. Okay. Yeah. I guess, so I think yeah, Wizards, they did a nice thing here. Well, that's for good. Us. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're still going to try to fire off uh, something pretty cool. We're going to run, uh, as you guys have been talking about, the pre con commander decks are released yeah. the same weekend as pre release. So we're going to do an event on Friday where you come in, um, all the, the, the pre con commander decks are in a brown bag. You're going to pay me the cost, and that's what you get, and that's what you play with for the night. Um, we'll have a good prize support. Last time, the winner got all the other decks that he didn't get, mm -hmm. that he didn't play with, and then we'll give prizes down to, like, the top six. The last turnout was really, really great. Huge. Like, a lot of people was, had fun, We had to get too. more tables in here. Right. Yeah, it was insane. And if you play in the Commander event on Friday night, you can come and play in the pre-release with the pre-release kits on Saturday. Uh, for 15 bucks, I normally charge 25 to do a pre-release uh, kit and event. Um, but if you play the commander and then you come back on Saturday to hang out, uh, you get to play for 15. So you're saving yourself 10 bucks there. Yeah, that's real good. And then any, any kits that are left over, we'll try to fire something off on on Sunday too, whether it's two-headed giant or just another. Yeah, try to event. try to get as many uh, sold as possible. Uh, did you guys talk last week that they included a um, a box topper for Ikora? Yeah. Did yeah, I saw that. that. Yeah, we did. Uh, we didn't end up. We don't have any idea what it is. No, not no. yet. I am wondering: was this a planned thing, or do they see the the value of the boxes tanking, and stores not selling as many booster boxes because of the collectors' boxes? I think so that is part of the problem. Right. Like, I, I don't think. You don't think? No. Wizards' longevity plan is like years ahead of time. They yeah. don't really have a lot of stretching room to make these kind of like snap decisions especially for something like a premium product like a box topper. wasn't the last box topper just tossed in because there was a mess up with the delivery of something I'm didn't they offer something on their website that didn't get fulfilled 
Or is that because of the uncut? Okay. Yeah, that was the um, the Mythic Edition uh, War of the Spark. Mm -hmm. And they the, there was a terrible time with the website. It crashed. Uh, people who had submitted their orders and already paid never got their product. Yeah. And instead, Wizards refunded them and gave them this foil sheet. So... But it's coming up fast, and maybe by the time you guys come back in two weeks, uh, we'll have a bunch of spoilers and I know, commanders so. of the pre-con Super and all that excited. good stuff. Ikora, Ikoria, like, my first, like, commander deck was green-white. Yeah. You know, so, like, big stompy things and tokens and turning stuff sideways. And, and like Fun you stuff. said, Neil, you, you kind of want this set to be turned stuff sideways, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you right there, uh, the whole, I think, I think as far as power levels of sets go, I think Oko has left a really bad taste in my mouth. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, the card warped Magic. It just got banned from something else yesterday, didn't it? Yeah. Every uh, history or whatever. Historic. 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 Yeah. Literally banned for everywhere, pretty much. It's, it's banned in so many places, and it's just like, wow. It's a powerful they, they, card, man. They printed this card. A Planeswalker card. Planeswalkers, meant to be powerful. Yeah. Right? But it, it seemed like such an oversight that it's like, maybe we just get some big stompy boys for Ikoria. Maybe we get some pushed creatures. Like That's kind cool of like spells. Let's or take a yeah. step back from being all fancy and stuff. And just yeah, let's smash just people. smash each other in the face like right. the good old days. Let me play my craw worm for six, you know. Well, like like I said earlier, the power creep is definitely something that is real in the last couple of sets. Like, you had War of the Spark. You had a lot of power there because of a quote-unquote event set. Um, and then now you had Throne of Eldrain, you got Oko, and like you said, left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. And then in this past one, Theros, you had like Thassa's Oracle, uh, Underworld Breach, like stuff that, I mean, yeah. especially in that stuff is breaking in our format, like with Fish Hulk and uh, co Demonic Consultation with uh, the fish and whatnot. And even then, it's Eldrain, I think, we're, what we're, uh, I saw somebody doing the metrics on Twitter um, Throne of Eldraine is reaching critical mass of cards banned in formats. Oh, yeah. It's up there with, like, Mirrodin, original Mirrodin, uh, Urza really? Saga, like, stuff like that. Interesting. Because just once upon a time, yep. banned, banned in standard, banned in modern, modern now. Yep. You know, it's just, like, you know, free spells, generally pretty powerful. Um, but it rocketed that... Uh, Amulet Titan in Modern to the number one deck. That with the yep. Dryad of the Elysian Grove. I don't know if you guys have paid attention to any of that. Mm -hmm. So Dryad of the Elysian Grove makes every land all land types. So if you slot a Valakut, the Molten Pinnacle, into your mm -hmm. amulet list, now every land is a mountain. And your Primeval Titan gets to deal whatever it deals by attacking and an extra six damage when you play it, and an extra six so damage when it swings. 12, 12 and one turn. That's yeah. two turn clock. Like, you're on a two turn clock until you're dead. I'm not sure that anyone at, at Wizards of the Coast would be willing to admit that there is a power creep, but what are potential repercussions of starting down this road? What other games have we seen this in that they can't go back now? Every set's got to be strong. Yeah, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I think is an egregious Are we at that level? No. No, no, no. No, they, there's generally, like, cool-down periods. And you can see it as far back as Urza's. Because yeah. Urza's Saga, Urza's Legacy, Urza's Destiny were so powerful, then they printed some sets that were not so powerful to kind of level out the power creep right. for a, a, a long time, you know? Like, we get more product, you know, the past 10 years of Magic, we've been getting more and more product. We talked about it on the last episode, just the wallet fatigue and the amount of products they're releasing. You know, back in Urza Saga, you know, days, it was like two sets a year. Right. You know, there's your winter set, 
and Somerset. And yeah, really? Chances are they were still part of the same block. Yeah, exactly. Like six sets ahead of time. We know their code names. We know kind of what that's going on. We know there's commander decks. We know there's all these multiple uh, specialty products like the, yeah. the Master Series, the uh, Commander Collection that's coming out. Uh, you know, all these different there's things. A new spell book yep. on its way. So, yeah, so I think now the level out period has to be longer. I agree. I think the Ikoria is going to drop the power level. Yeah, but we're going back to Phyrexia after that, aren't we? Hopefully. Hail Phyrexia. I, I hopefully agree, um, too. I don't know. Did, did you guys ever see about, what would that be now, 10 years ago, the the YouTube video? Nine years ago. The YouTube video they released for new Phyrexia. No. Bone chilling. It is horrifying. Like the uh, trailer, quote unquote. Yeah. Oh yeah. The set yep. trailer. It's ooh yeah. Man, just it's talking to Phyrexian yeah, the whole time. Speaking to Phyrexian the right. whole time, and it's just like stored in one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I like <clears throat> Phyrexia. I think that's obviously the next bad guy. I mean, who um, unless you set up a I mean, new bad guy, like you you beat Bolas. It was directly foreshadowed. Yeah, yeah, foreshadowed uh, with Ashok in his past set. Um, you beat the Eldrazi, like, what uh, returning character, what is coming back? Like, that has to be... Well, like, Elspeth originally, like, being one of the main people to be like, hey, Phyrexia, this is a problem. We need to, you know, her and Koth. Yep. And Koth eventually died. Yep. Rip. But, (laughs) you know, that was the whole... And Venser, Venser giving his spark to Karn to make Karn liberated. Yep. uh, you know, Karn of Planeswalker. But the whole, um, like, Elspeth was there. And now that she's freed up from this whole Theros debacle, she and, wants to go do you know, it again. She's out of hell. She's like, hey, oh crap, there's this really important thing that's going on in another part of the multiverse. Gotta go f- fix that. And Karn is also, like, setting up some plan in order to go back and uh, yeah. free uh, New Phyrexia now. Literally, it's his fault anyway. Yep. So, I, clean your boots before returning to Argentum. <laughs> well, I hope the power creep is not real. Yeah, I no. hope we just stumbled a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I kind of like how we like got like a big power boost. Now, like I hope we do kind of settle down. I agree, like big and stompy, turning sideways. Maybe like here and there a couple powerful cards, but like in the last couple sets, yeah, the power creep has just gone up and well, up and up. Cards aren't printed. For Commander. Being that we are, that is our format here. We talk about Commander, we bitch about Commander, it's all about Commander most of the time. Amen. So, when things that go under the radar for, you know, every other format, uh, minus Pioneer, uh, Thassa's Oracle. Yeah. You know, Inverter has has been a monstrosity, but the meta is adapting, it's fine, it didn't get banned out, it's receiving a lower win match percentage. Uh, but for Commander, <laughs> I, I think it's hard to judge the power creep of sets via Commander because it's not the intended, you know, audience. We'll get our Commander decks, we'll get our, our stuff, we'll get our stuff. Yeah. You know, in our supplemental sets and the Commander, uh, what's the, the draft set, the Commander draft set? Oh, uh, Legends coming yeah. out. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that. That's like a specific printed product in packs specifically for us. I can't wait. It's the first one. <laughs> I know. You know, so it's like, that's going to be a commander, you know, beacon of like, this is what it looks like when they design the packs for commander. I agree. And so Ikoria could blow commander out of the water again. And that's, and that's not to say that it would do that in every format, like Oko. Yeah. But it's, I, mean, I think it's just hard. It's hard to judge, and we can put our hopes and prayers and, like, you know, <laughs> thoughts and prayers into uh, please don't, you know, buff Ikoria monsters so much so that it causes a yeah. ripple in Commander. No, I agree. I, uh, well, to add on to that, it, like, for Commander, we don't have any 
we get every set. Every set is a quote-unquote commander set. There's always new cards yeah, in the commander and yeah, stuff absolutely. like that. Uh, it's not the same for, I mean, even though it is intended to for Popper, for Modern, for stuff like that. So, I mean, we get spoiled every set. We, also, we get more powerful cards for every set. So. I love the idea that you can go back 20 years and the cards are still viable and relevant in this format. Yeah. You play Pokemon, and you try to play cards from 20 years ago, you're going to get... Whacked. Yeah, it's a pub stomp there because the new cards are just so strong. I agree. Not that I've played you or Pokemon, but I like I I played Pokemon when I was you know ten. Yeah. But I've also played Pokemon last year. Oh really? And yeah, I was uh, sitting in line at a convention and my buddy had two Pokemon decks and he's like, "Do you still remember how to play it?" I'm like, "Yeah, kind of." And then he's like, yeah, I do all this crap. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not the Pokemon I remember. But uh, yeah, the power creep, definitely visible. Just like Yu-Gi-Oh! Just like a lot of these other uh, set. I think Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, also had a really bad power creep problem. But we're in agreement we're not to the point of no return. No, No, they've definitely, I mean, they have like departments full of people that are like monitoring the overall health of the game. Yeah. And I mean, everyone was off sick when Oko was put on the table, I guess. <laughs> one guy was just like, I have to get these cards into the printer or else we're, you know, we're, no, we're, we're behind schedule. 100% agree. Um, I just, I think there's too many cards and too many uh, variations of cards to actually have like a power creep to where there's no return. There'd have to be a monumental, like, mechanic to come out. And even still, like, look at some of the other mechanics that are never going to get reprinted again. Or rarely get reprinted. Like, I mean, um... What? Affinity. Affinity. Storm. Storm. Storm does get reprinted, but it's not as much anymore. I mean, uh, Storm got, what, Weather the Storm? Yeah. And yeah. the white Storm card? Or no, there was, uh, there was a green Storm card in Modern Horizons... I just know Weather the Storm because I pulled a ton of them. Yeah. But um, the, like, overall, like, there's a reason why they call the, sca- the scale of printability the Storm scale. Storm yep. is a 10. Storm is like, you will not see Storm in a standard legal set ever again. No. It's too powerful. Uh, what what else is on? Dredge. Dredge is a super powerful fucking uh, mechanic. Like, that. And they printed that red Dredge card. That shenanigans. Yeah. They printed that. I was but, surprised when I read But it's not time. a standard legal set. It's so. out of color. It's weird. You yeah. Know? No, you're exactly right. It does. They do make it work like that. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think there would ever be a, a power creep. Not for not for this format. No. Anyway. No. It, and honestly, that's been a big uh, issue that I've seen talked about uh, on YouTube, on Twitter, on things like that, where, like. I'm grateful for the commander products we receive. Do not get me wrong. But I think the cards that Wizards prints with commander in mind warp the format. Yeah. Like, but when commander was just commander, and it was like you slapshod together 99 cards with a person at the helm... And it was like... Trying to pull off a splashy... Whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get the first wave of Commander cards printed, which was... Uh, uh, gave Guru Spores. Yeah. Um, the uh, anime-colored uh, wedges. Yeah. And, uh, and Kalia, and the Mimoplasm, and, you know, things like that. They were strong. And they did cool, spa- splashy things that you wanted for Commander, but they needed a little setup. You needed to have, you know, a graveyard for Myoplasm. You needed to have beasties in your hands for Kalia. You had to have these, like, specific things ahead of time, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas where we are now, where you see cards in standard legal sets that you can tell were just tuned for Commander. Yarok the Desecrate.
R&D department in your development, they are, you know, spikes most of the time. They yeah. want to print cool, strong commander cards. I don't think commander needs strong cards printed. We make do. You know, yeah. we make do with a lot of things that we have and back when in 2010 when it was just whatever, you know, there there were no commander decks. It was just whatever you got. It was it was definitely a different time and even up until I would say maybe the planeswalker commanders okay. or experience counter commanders. Yeah. Because experience counter commanders were extremely strong and remain extremely strong. I agree, 100%. Like, <laughs> they're not competitive, but their advantage is so tied in to the theme of commander that they will always be castable, that they will always have be able to get their experience counters, and they never leave. It's not a counter on the permanent. It's a counter outside of the game, hard to interact with. Right. The only way you can do it is card at the moment. You know, you play you play Mizzix, and then you you play uh, you know a Jataxi and Probe for free. You get that experience counter. You play you then play a uh, you know any uh, anticipate for one. You yep. get another experience counter. You keep drawing cards. It's just like the value is never going to leave. And someone blasts your Mizzix. Mostly me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remove your Mizzix, and then you cast them again. Still got five experience counters. I'm still going to fire mine's foresight on your turn with exactly. two mana. Exactly. And yeah, then, then later on, usually win. Like I can, with you guys even killing it out, I can sometimes just be able to play her and then still win that same turn just because the experience kind of yeah, there. exactly. Same with Marin. Like Marin is the same way. Like I, ooh, that set is super yeah, good. So, so the big yeah, the big the big talking point is, should Wizards give us our supplemental product? But leave it alone. Like, don't like stop printing overtuned commanders. We've got five f- or four five color commanders in like the past five years. Yeah, that are strong. Tazri, we got we got Tazri, we got Kenrith, we got Morophon, we got you know what I mean. Like first it's just liver, the Mizzet, first sliver, yeah, like. and Nivmizet reborn. We don't need five color commanders. No. We don't ever again. There's you printed a, Will Kenrith. In there. You printed Will Kenrith for the good stuff generic. You printed Morophon for the weird tribal. Yeah. You don't really need anything else. You don't. Unless no. you're being that guy and running that child of Alara, I'm going to board wipe every turn deck. <laughs> Josh, this is Richard. for you. <laughs> Rich, my, our, our buddy Richard did that. That was the very first time I've ever sat down and played with him. He had that as commander, and he. It made me a little upset that first time. I was just like, man, this this guy over here with yeah. the go-hards. But exactly. It's just like, I don't want to see another five-color commander printed. Yeah. The only one I would give like general pass to is Niv-Mizzet Reborn because that's really flavorful. I he agree. was reborn as the Guild Pact. He's all five colors. I get that. Okay, cool. Kenrith having an ability, one of each color, mm, it's... Pushing it a little I, bit. It made sense to me because, like, he is the king of all five kingdoms. So he would have all five different color abilities. Um, sliver, first sliver, you're not going to... I mean, that, again, has to be five color because slivers are all five colors in, ma- in magic and stuff like that. Uh, Sisse, I thought, was weird. Well, from I, Modern but, Horizon. But first sliver, did we really need another five color sliver? That's three. I think they print slivers simply to be like, hey, they're still here. Just <laughs> don't I mean, forget about me. There was a there was an uproar when uh, Sliver Hive Lord was printed. They're like, From oh, great. Now they're all indestructible. Yeah. Like, it was hard enough when they couldn't be targeted and they were unblockable and every one of them had poison and <laughs> whatever, whatever. They can't be countered and everything. For mana. Like, okay, yeah. now they're just... Unboard wipeable, you have to mass exile them or put them at the Cyclonic bottom of the library. Rift. Yeah, we we leave Cyclonic Rift out. That is an outlier because it deals with literally everything. <laughs> Can't say it well. Cyclonic Rift fixes that. Well, yeah, Cyclonic Rift fixes everything, everything. <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, no, I hate slippers with a passion, even over Eldrazi, and I held, hate Eldrazi pretty pretty hard. I mean, I had a sliver deck. I had Sliver Overlord, and it was real fast, and it was real fun. 
and I could real mean. It was great, <laughs> and I could slam down that Sliver Queen mana weft, mana echoes, all that jazz, and just Man. belch out infinite slivers. It was great. But I'm glad I never played that deck. But yeah, so so like Neil, what do you think? You've you've kind of seen the evolution of Commander of Magic. You've been in Magic, you know, longer than I have, and I've been in for a long time. But like just seeing the when Wizard put the hand in the cookie jar for Commander, like what what's your take on that? Like the power spiking. Uh. I think of it now as as a retailer and when I get information from Wizards and they have a breakdown of who's playing what format the demographics of those people and commanders at the top of every single one of them no matter what generation you're from no matter what side of the country you're playing in um, I think that's only healthy uh, commander is the introduction for magic for a lot of people a lot of people yeah right um I think it's good that um, they're making the product, and I'm kind of glad that the rules committee is not part of Wizards. Oh, Commander. definitely. I think I that's agree. all a good thing. Um, it could very easily well be they're making they have an opportunity to make a ton of money off of Commander, and I think they pump the brakes on that a little bit by keeping Commander a little bit separate from from everything else. Yeah, I mean. It's healthy right now. I mean, Commander, this is this is our year, man. We have no complaining to do. I think exactly. I think the only uh, the only struggle, not the only struggle, but one of the main struggles right now is the give and take between CEDH players and casuals. I think there's a lot of friction going on there. It's the frogs and toads argument. Everyone says, "Are you playing CEDH or are you playing regular EDH?" I'm like, they're both the same right. thing. They aren't different. It's a matter of communication. You got to talk with the people before you sit down at the table and know what expectations are in that particular game. And if the game isn't for you, then you can go find another game. If you get slaughtered, hey, listen, I shouldn't have sat down here, guys. I uh, I don't belong with with these decks. Um, so I I think a lot of that can just be fixed with you know conversing between two people. But yeah. um, Commander's awesome right now. Commander is great. I, did, I guess I didn't mean that to be, like, a doomsayer. Like, I wasn't, like, waving the sign of, like, Commander's getting too much stuff and it's going to ruin Oh, it. yeah, yeah. I just no. meant, like, we have to temper our expectations. Let's see how this year goes. Mm-hmm. What's in the Commander collection? What's in Commander Legends? Does Commander Legends include reprints that just makes the format snap accessible for, like, a bunch more players? I'm all for that. I yeah. want to see more commander players. You know, I do too. I, you know, people. Some people were uh, yelling about Mana Crypt being reprinted in that mas- the one master set, and it was like, why? That's good. It's not on the reserve list. The only way you could get it was a book promo. I agree. Yeah, that's. And I had I had the book man. promo, <laughs> but it, it was really like cool. Yeah, <laughs> then it got stolen. Wow. <laughs> but when that came out, it was like. I could get a, a in peak, was it Eternal Masters? Yes. In peak Eternal Masters opening period, I could get a Mana Crypt for seventy bucks. That's awesome. That was unheard of yeah. for d- decades, literally. Yes. Yeah. It's like since Command Commander's inception, it's gone up and up and up and up and up, and it's just like it had become just an unreachable goal for. CDH. Yeah, this year is going to give two great things to LGSs. It's going to give um, a lot of reprints, and that gives new players a chance to come in and find the cards that they need so that they can be competitive sitting down at the table. It's also giving us tons and tons of legendaries and new commander cards, so we're going to see a creative boom, I think, in deck building. I think every time you could come into the shop, you're going to see something brand new that you've never seen before. Especially when the Legend set comes out that has, what, 80 new legendary creatures in it? Oof. I mean, that's mm. going to be fantastic. Just to not have your deck built around your meta, just building something new and walking in and saying, deal with this, guys. You know? Yeah. I think, that's, I think that's fantastic. You know what? I, 
I, I can see us getting closer to Commander Legends. I can see us, like, check the spoilers, and then for a week, I'll bring nothing but a new deck every time I come. You'll be able to do it, and people, yeah. it's, you can play something new every week. Yeah, I, I'm excited too. I, I mean, I have gotten very particular about who I pick as my commander. I've torn apart decks recently. Uh, just like I just, I like a core, a core five. So I'm looking for a new fifth general right now, and I'm waiting for legends uh, to come out to kind of like hopefully fill that void. Right. And like I'm ready to brew. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I'm excited I mean, to even do that. In Icoria, with yeah, the massive amount of there's a lot of commander product coming out around Ikoria. It's gonna hurt my wallet. Wallet fatigue is real. <laughs> if you want to hear our talk about wallet fatigue, listen to our last episode. Neil Lee gives some really good insight as a retailer. Um, but yeah, like it's I it's gonna be great. This year's gonna be great for commander. I hope it's just not too great. Like I hope they don't overstep that boundary that's just like we printed this uh, mechanic or creature or whatever that's just like meta warping you need to run it in order to win games that's where the rules committee comes in and says this is warping the format you know every the I, my newest or well my best example of this was profit of crucifix yeah if you weren't running blue-green, if you were just running blue or you were just running green, you splashed for it. It was just that good. If you, already, if you were running blue-green, you had 97 cards because you had a Soul Ring and you had a Prophet Crucifix already in the list. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it, it was so good that it just could not be ignored. The advantage was insane. It was insurmountable. If someone slapped down a turn three profit of Crufix, game was probably over. It was at in that your point. favor for sure. I whenever whenever it first came out, that's whenever I was getting into magic by that time. So I Dragon's Beta has just come out. It came out in what, Theros, correct? Or did it come out in the in Born? Uh it was original Theros. Okay. If I'm correct. So yeah, it came out in Theros. Uh, Commander came out later that year. Uh, and when I was telling you the other day, I got the Derevi deck. Um, yeah, I was yeah. playing that. And like I said, me and Wesley would just sit back and forth, and we would just kind of battle cruiser and whatnot. But when I got that on board, it was pretty much me playing solitaire with myself. Like mm -hmm. I was just playing stuff on his turn, playing stuff, uh, playing stuff on my turn, and that was my favorite uh, phrase. It was like, "I'll take my turn, and then <laughs> we will take our turn." Exactly. <laughs> like. Broken card. I'm glad. Kind of glad now that it got banned because that way, no, it's not meta warping. Which, speaking of, the ban list came out last, uh, the earlier this week. I was surprised Flash did not get on there. To be 100 percent honest. Didn't ban anything in Commander. Nope. Nope. Nothing in Commander was banned. Yeah. It, I, honestly, I think the format's in a fine place. Everyone's crying about consultation fish. <laughs> If you're playing in a meta where Consultation Fish is the boogeyman, um, you just gotta, like, you are the minority. Sorry. Yeah. You know, it's one of those, you have to, you will have to figure out your answer for that. Whether it's you casting, you know, Nevermore on Flash or whatever. You know, like, you know, it, it's, it sounds ridiculous. Tales end. But... It, that's just how it is. Oh, you got to run trick bind now. Sorry, the two split mana will be, you'll be fine. Split second, super mm. good. Best best mechanic. But uh, yeah. So if consultation fish is ruining your meta, you are the minority. Sorry. Oh yeah, no. Like I I see pros and cons from both sides. I defend uh, both sides in, in my answer as well. Uh, I've just with so much flack around it right now. I'm surprised that. The R yeah the RC wouldn't sit down and they did oh they did it, okay as soon as Thassa's Oracle was previewed and then released Sheldon put out a tweet that said we are carefully watching Thassa's Oracle that and that was yeah. so it was just like it was definitely on their radar they knew all about it so that just goes to prove that 
Flash is not as bad as everybody <laughs> exactly. else. What everybody makes it, it out to isn't be. the big boss right now. I don't think there really is one. Honestly, no. there's our meta is so warped because we have people playing from beginners to you know Season CDH. Yeah. yeah, like just today there was a game going on which was one pod of fairly newer players and a pretty decent, you know, uh, they've been playing for a little bit. And then there was the pod that I was in, and we were, like, blowing up all each other's lands, and <laughs> I was casting a, you know, uh, what is it, the 12-drop Eldrazi when you sacrifice something. Oh, it that betrays. It that betrays. I was playing you know, it that betrays on turn five. Oof. You know, it was playing? just... Savala. Ouch. It's great. <laughs> but just, to, you know what I mean? Like, those are two different styles of game right there. Oh, yeah. So what's good for one is probably not the same for the other, which is why Garrett Consultation fished me. Uh, like, and I feel, I feel lucky that I can look out from behind my cash register and I can see those two games going on and everyone's having a good time. Yeah. But I also feel lucky that you're not going to win that game stand up and walk over to the other table and say, hey guys, can I get in the next game? And you pull out that same deck. I don't yeah. think that's going to happen here. That makes me happy. I think especially here, we all kind of know what power level we're kind of playing at. We kind of gravitate to whoever is playing at that same power level. Like, whenever JB's here, I'll usually gravitate to JB uh, and some of the other guys who are on our same power level, so there's no feel-bads and stuff right. like that that go down. But I mean, I've played two of the guys that were in the pod over here I played with the uh, that other day you remember right. and uh, you know I decided to try a super flashy play and I did get to dome someone for 40 with a combustible gear hulk but I did lose I remember you telling me <laughs> but I had a great time yeah <laughs> like there was no feel bads there well you were also telling me like uh, the other day that you were just you saw something that was just warm in your heart it's just like some three guys sitting down and playing oh, battle battle cruisering dude it was so great i was over here and like i had like yog moth like uh nesta scarabs like locked everybody out and was like playing some crap <laughs> and like our our table was getting you know we were having fun but it was a different like kind of level of competitive of fun yeah and then the the pod beside me they were it was amazing to listen to honestly yeah like i heard it was like oh who's your commander obnixilis the fallen oh my that's so that's so strong but you, every time you play a land you pick one of us to lose three life and he gets three one one counters wow we just gotta keep and then <laughs> the player's like we gotta keep that off the board and i'm like you know, it was like, it was Obnixil's The Fallen, Adelie's The Cinderwind, and I can't even remember the third one. But it was like, Adelie's The, Adelie's Cinderwind. the Cinderwind. Oh, hell. Yeah, and like, three hours went by. And I casually just like looked over and I was like, yo, is that still the same game? And they're all just like, yep. And I look at everybody's life totals, and they're still like, about 20. I'm like, man, you guys are playing it, you know what I mean? You're just killing it right now. Way to be good, like, that's a good... Come in, it, and, yeah. and it made it ah, it filled my heart with warmth. My cold, <laughs> dead heart was just full <laughs> of warmth because well, after getting consultation fished and you know, flash hulked and infinite goadoed and graveyard comboed and stuff like that, it was just time. like, yeah, I just happens to me all the time. Well, whatever, I don't, I'm not, I know, I don't get salty about it anymore, yeah. but then like looking over there and just imagining like what a three-hour game is anymore. Like, I, do you know how long it's been since I played a three-hour Commander game? It's been a long time It's been a long too. time because the last time, I'm pretty sure I caused it because I was destroying everyone's lands. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that a different, that's a different kind of three-hour game. <laughs> but, oh, God. But we have a little while to wait until we get into Ikoro. It's about a month away. Spoilers should be hitting us anytime soon. But there was a new product that came out today that uh, we had some fun opening earlier. What's... Uh, what do you guys think about oh, yeah. the value Spice. of the idea of the mystery boosters? Muy caliente. It was uh, pretty tasty. 
Yeah, yeah, it was it was really fun. Honestly, just like opening up packs and literally not knowing what you're gonna get at all was just the fun of it to me, anyway. Like, I mean, we have a couple. So if you of guys facts are, are, down here. are considering buying this product, uh, you can find it right now at the time of this airing for between 105 and 115 dollars a box. Uh, comes with 24 packs and a booster box. Uh, how many cards in a pack? 15. Yep. 15. 15. Mm -hmm. um, is the value there? Yeah. I would definitely say. So. I mean, for the, the the box we cracked, that was insane. <laughs> we'll, we'll read some of that yeah, stuff so off here in a second. The set itself, uh, larger than any other set, mostly because it's made up of every other set. Uh, One thousand six hundred ninety-four cards. Uh, each booster slot has its own sheet of one hundred and twenty-one possible cards. So for every booster pack, there is a full sheet of magic cards that could come come off of it. Uh, there are 121 possible foils from all over Magic. Um, each booster has a foil in it. And yeah, we got some spicy meatballs. What are some of the heavy hitters right now that just are the chase cards of this set? Mana Triplets. Oh, yeah, Mana Triplets. Mana Triplets. I know Bloom Tender is in the set. I, that's one that I'm chasing anyway. Um, it's not a great bet trying to chase this card in this set with what you said, 1,700 cards. Yeah, no, yeah. But the chance is there. Definitely. I, I mean, mean, you you guys were talking about uh, pulling a, uh, what is it, Minamo uh, land earlier? Earlier foil. today, <laughs> Neil's like, I only want a foil Minamo. And then we cracked that box today, and what did you rip at him? I pulled a Minamo. Foil. A foil Minamo. Which at is the time what? of airing... It's eighty-eight dollars. Uh, there is no metric to look at for the collector's boosters foils, yeah. because the only thing that it registers as is the the set the foil that it's print. in. So Kamigawa foil uh, Minamo is eighty-eight dollars. So that's the metric we use to judge. Um, we got super spicy pulls. Yeah. Um, myself, I pulled a foil Scourge of the Throne. That's eighty bucks. Uh, foil Braid of Fire, that's $43. Uh, foil Amulet of Vigor, that's 50 bucks. Yeah. You know? I think you also got up a Real Druid from uh, Cold Snap, yeah. that's what, $26? $26 yeah. for an Uncommon. Like, the value is definitely there. I mean, obviously you're not going to get it all the time uh, whenever you One pack, I got Expropriate, Conspiracy, and Lotus Petal. Yeah. Your pack. Conspiracy was foil, right? Yep. Yeah. Speaking of the packs, like... Again, all random. From like, Mirage uh -huh. to current. Yep. I pulled, I opened up a pack. Everything was common except the uh, last three rares. And uh, it was like a Chaos Warp and two other cards uh, that were just rares, which I thought was very interesting. You don't get to see that when you normally open up a pack. Like, that was the fun in it for me. Opening Definitely. Up these packs today. I mean, uh, I ripped a Sakushima's, uh, Sakushima the Imposter. Yep. Not
sniff. He did a sniff so and opened it up. I was so like, oh my god, get out of my, get out of the shop. <laughs> like, I hate you right now. Nah, All right, so what is a commander product? Meh. You could pull something. Um, for fun and for drafting. drafting. You said draft yeah, this could be I would blast. draft the heck out of this. It think, seems so much fun. I think Chaos Draft is going to be fun with this. I, I hope we can get the ball rolling uh, with Draft again here on Mondays. Some right. people want to come in and start playing with this because I definitely want to. But... Yeah, all in all, I think it's. I think it was a good set, um, just to get more more cards out into the market. And this was anything. printed at a, as a request because stores are running out of old packs to do chaos drafts with, right? Yeah. No, I did not know that. That's cool. It's I think it's a big made events. chaos draft. Yeah. 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 Um, they listened and they made a product, and I, I think the product's going to sell really well. I hope it does. I hope we get more cool stuff like this. I do too. Um, maybe not to the extent of uh, like a modern masters or anything, but it would be cool to see more chaosy uh, type of things like for drafting. Yeah, and if this is the value of, of all the boxes, then I'm I'm saying that if you're on the fence, it's a go out and buy it. I would I would agree. I mean. You are rolling the dice like always whenever you go buy a set or whenever you go buy a box, but like the, the amount of value we pulled, I think it's a surefire that you're going to get something. At least your value back. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, Professor plays a booster box game. I think he could definitely go through like two or three of these before he actually finds like a I'd say one. he probably could get a, a case. Really? Like six boxes. Yeah, so there you well, go. You got to think of it, the of the 121 possible foils, X amount of them are over 50 bucks. Now, this will this might dip as time goes on, but just from the foils, we pulled $300 worth of foils. Yep. So, the value in just the foils is there. Yeah, you well, know, for our them, box. A lot of them looking through here are like Cold Snap, Kamigawa, um... I have a couple of uh, uh, Zendikar stuff in here as well. Tenth uh, edition, yeah. So there's definitely a lot of like older stuff in the set. What about uh, some technical aspects of the card? How's the how's the foiling look for you guys? There's a cool little symbol now on the bottom. We still get the original yeah. set original symbol. frame, yeah. The original frame and the original set symbol of the card, but in the bottom left, there's just a tiny little oh. icon. Planeswalker symbol. Yeah. That's what that is. I'm realizing too that not all like the older ones definitely don't have the same uh, little oval at the bottom that like newer sets do and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They they purposely the pre M fifteen frames stay the same. Okay. The only difference on them is the little planeswalker symbol. Which I think is awesome. I agree. Yeah, I like I like the planeswalker symbol on it. I just mean that they they left them in the old frames. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, all in all, blast. You'll at least have fun opening up and seeing cards that you opened up maybe 10 years down the road, or uh, 10 years ago, rather. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't get to not memories. Kamigawa in packs. No. To be able to do that. I mean, if you cool. are, you aren't ripping a foil Manama. No. Most likely. <laughs> so. <laughs> but. Yeah. Um, I think we had uh, talked about the mystery boosters and just their overall playability in commander and yeah it buy the singles if you're going for you know stuff i think it's worth it to buy the packs if you're just looking for value but if you're looking for specific commander cards the set's 1700 cards big yeah you're not gonna pull what you want wait, from wait till your lgs opens a few boxes and just go buy them from your local game store yes yeah. i mean if your if your local game store is ripping foil scourge of the throne and foil manamos and stuff that's pretty good yeah i i 100 agree like because of those uh numbers just go buy your singles i advocate that anyway but that's just me I, the compulsive gambler, <laughs> say buy packs. But And you buy a box and you tuck it away in your closet and the next time you have some buddies over for beer and pizza, you break one of these out and 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. That would be. Yeah. Anything else on the list? Uh, after going over all these nutty mystery booster pulls, I don't really think uh, we had anything else. No, I mean, um, like like you guys said, spoiler season is just around, a, around the corner, so we're going to definitely, hopefully by next time, start talking about spoilers uh, for the sets. Uh, I... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it for tonight. Yeah, uh, sorry to come at you short-handed, but uh, I think we did all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fun. I had a fun time. I was glad Neil was here. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't take the place of those two other guys. But you 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 took the place of both of them at the same time. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. But uh, yeah, thanks once again for uh, listening to the Commander's Vault. Uh, we you can reach us on Instagram at Commander's Vault and uh, on Facebook at I mean, it's just Commander's Vault, I'm pretty yep. sure. Yep, uh, Tell us what you think about the mystery boosters. If you end up drafting some, you know, tell us some, some, some cool draft stuff. I can't wait to draft them personally. Um, I know not all Commander players are limited format players, but, you know, if you have any sick experiences, like maybe you just bought one pack and pulled a foil Manamo, then you know, <laughs> definitely let us know. Yep, and keep your uh, ears open for some giveaways. I, I promise the guys I'm going to do something pretty cool for the – um, pre-condex, so we're going to be giving away at least at least ten of these uh, these pre-condex out to some listeners Sick. when this Sweet. thing comes out. So, and then Icoria pre-release is April seventeenth. That you know, if you want to come on down, please do. That'll be the commander pre-release. Yeah, and then the following. The only night one that matters. Come on yeah, down. I agree. I agree. And then the following night will be the pre. I don't the know, JB. You've, you've taken play. your share of uh, pre-release kits out of the store. Well, I mean, <laughs> afterwards, yeah. <laughs> Foil stamp rares. Come on. I do like it. But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening once again. Uh, we are Commander's Vault. I'm JB. I'm Adam. And I'm Neil, sitting in for Dale and Trevor. And have a good evening. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>